Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Boy, Ari Spears here with my man, Andy Steinberg. And now we are going to get into some emails. Okay. uh, This is from my boy. Uh, and I think this nigga was disappointed. I almost want to play the, uh, remember we did the episode where I talked about the dude and we played the Eminem song about the fan. Yeah. 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 Sadie. Yeah. This nigga from Toronto loves me like that Indian nigga who is the loyal fan at every Toronto Raptors basketball game with the Hajib. Uh, this nigga Kush Cole is loyal and he was, he hit me up on Instagram and was saddened that I did not read his email on the podcast. And I told him on the fucking thing, nigga, I love you. Relax. But we get a thousand emails. I can't read every single one of them. So uh, I'm going to start off with his. Hey, Aries, it's your boy, Kush Soul from Toronto, Canada. This is a long email, so my apologies. I'm wondering if I read this first of all. Uh, no, I didn't. Um... My apologies are due ahead of time. Also, thank you for reading this email. I wanted to give you and Andy big congrats for reaching over 100 episodes. One, been day one supporter of yours, as you know. Andy is the perfect teammate for his active listening, sometimes. But only when he's high during a show, which that show was a disaster. (laughs) Uh, He is quite intelligent and not that pedantic. He brings value and perspective to see the bigger picture as opposed to just choosing sides, which is an easy thing to do. I respect him and giving him love and the most judge and most judge and must just judge his character because he doesn't live up to thought provoking expectation. Is this a backhanded compliment? I don't think so. I thought that was all right. Aries, you already know how I feel about you. It is only love and respect for you. I know you made your ups and downs with your status as a man and comedian in this game clear on many occasions. How about a book of memoirs? Uh, this is the nigga who, when he talks to me, uh, sounds like he's laying down. 
or in the tub. Uh, the Aries Spears story of a documentary about your life. I hope one day Netflix will give you up, give you a shot and put you up, put up your next special. You, Dave, Patrice are my favorite comedians. My favorite episode had to have been episode 27 in which you gave a beautiful sex education lesson in romance, tubs and poetry, toes, rag, lotion, foreplay, and just how to turn on a woman. My question for both you and Andy are the following. One, just as Jerry Seinfeld has comedians in cars getting coffee, how about a TV show idea where you guys go out to your favorite food chains in the cities and you're in and just eat and analyze the food while talking shit? We kind of, it can be called Comedians in Cars Chasing Leroy Furious. Listen, uh, let us do the jokes, nigga. Uh, that's the reason why we're professionals. Uh, I like your attempt, uh, but Leroy Furious ain't got nothing to do with that shit. Um, your favorite scenes in the following films, Boomerang, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Ninja. Favorite scene from the following TV shows, Seinfeld, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin, Home Improvement. Who do y'all think would make a better lover between Halle Berry, Pamela Anderson, Scarlett Johansson? And his last question, lastly for Aries, have you listened to the Patrice Black Phillips show? All the episodes are on YouTube. If so, do you have any memorable thoughts about his views on women, love, peace, and soul? Well, let's answer question number one. The Jerry Seinfeld comedians in cars slash me and you talking about food on the road. Well, we talked about this. Yeah, we did. And we actually had a couple ideas to do it, especially late night because we're always looking for food late night. Yeah. But you're changing your whole dietary plan, so that late night food may not be the... uh... Well, my my goal, and and you know what? That's what I meant to talk about on the last podcast. Um, We'll get into that maybe on a side note, maybe after we're done doing the podcast shit. But... um, my goal is to get where I want to get physically, and then I'm going right back to eating what I like, only in moderation. And with exercise. And with exercise. Okay. Because uh, I cannot not have it's so hard. shit I like. It's so hard, though. Like It's it's after work for most people is at 5 o'clock. So, between, right. so they go to happy hour, or they go home and get and to eat or grab something. Right. That's our time. That's after right. work, and we are awake. And so we did talk about trying to find the best late night late night eats in certain in the cities that we travel to, but we just haven't. Uh, you, you know, plus I'd like to meet somebody. I, if I knew somebody from the Food Network or had an in, I would certainly pitch the idea because I think it's a great idea. Because again, comics, we spend so much time on the road. I have the in. We should do it. We do should, you really? Yeah, I do. Why ain't you tell me this, nigga? I have the end. Do you really? Yeah. What the fuck you been waiting on? There's money here, Jew. I guess. I don't know what I've been waiting on. But yeah, but it, right. it's, it's it's not easy. You know, people have to go. Nothing's and, ever easy. Well, you show know, business. Because we're on the road. And that means that if we're going to do this, people, we have to find the restaurant that we're going to go to or the several. And then they have to fly a crew out. And then they have to go and they have to do do all their little due diligence and go yep. to each one and find it. it, it it's not, yeah, it's not easy. So it, instead of us being on the road uh, four days a week, we'd be on the road six days a and week. And then I'm sure they would bring up the whole fact of, well, wait a minute. So y'all going from different cities, tasting food and judging it. We got that already. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. And guys kind of funny. So, you know, uh, they might even be wanting another different angle or perspective on it. I thought it would be, though, finding the best late-night food. Because that's what we would be eating is late-night food. That could be the angle, though. That could also. But most late-night food, isn't it the same, though? 
No. In terms of crap. No, there's the, and that would be our that would be our good goal. Good crap. Find, good, yeah. Got to find good crap. Good crap. Um, Wait, yeah, this is Aries Spears. I I weighed X amount of. I I I fought to get back into this shape. I only want to eat healthy, but I have to eat late night. What's the best late oh, night? Oh, I spots? don't even believe those two things go together. Uh, late night and maybe, healthy. Maybe we. Could. I do not believe those two things healthy-ish. go together. Healthy ish. Not even healthy ish, nigga. Because if you if uh, that means I would totally have to be like no alcohol. Because when you put drinking in, in it, you got to eat. You want to eat nice. Do you ever put like a juice in your alcohol? Yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> way, to, way to enable, nigga. His second question. Your favorite scenes in the following films. Boomerang, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Ninja. Boomerang. Um, shit. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um. A lot of my favorite scenes was was with Martin. Again, I think Martin is hilarious in movies. TV show, well, I'll address that because you asked that question again. But I know there's got to be fucked. Do you have one in Boomerang? I do, but you, you've you said before what, I, I, what it should be your scene. Tell me. When Holly Berry. But no, no, no. But that's. that's oh, no, but you want to. Comedically. I, I, I go to the very first scene. Which was? When he sees her toes. The hammer time. Right, and it, to me, because I was I was young, right. and I and and I would cross women off my list for the wrong reasons, like that being right. Mary, and I thought that was the funniest thing because I felt like, oh, I'm not the only one who thinks this way, right? And so that, that was really funny, and I saw all oh, favorites fucking scene. Got you, um, fucking Grace Jones. Oh God, as, I, as I'm gay, you're not gay. You just don't want to fuck me. I know what gay is. My brother is gay. Him, he is gay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and I love the scenes with the dude, Joffrey, who was into that nasty shit. Yeah. And he, he, he's, he, he, before they named the perfume Strange, he shot his own version. Which she was, she, was she's giving birth to it? Birth to the yeah, bottle. Oh, that's so yeah, good. At one point, I think uh, Grace Jones takes her panties off and throws it at the boardroom table. And Halle Berry picks it up with a pen and throws it somewhere else. And Joffrey picks it up and smells it and puts it in his breast pocket. Um, yeah, that was that was some good shit. Um, what else did he say? Tra- what did he say? Trading places? Trading places. Uh, favorite scene. I, I know what my favorite scene is. I think. Well, go ahead. It's when you see the titties. We, I've been waiting for you, Billy Ray. <laughs> I was going to say the same shit. Listen, man. 80s, I was an adolescent. Then was all my teen titty years. So, and the way that black bitch came up out that bed, I, I've been waiting on you, Billy Ray. And them titties is exposed. That was great. And again, you know who else had a great pair of tits? Jamie Lee Curtis. That was a great scene, too. Jamie Lee fucking Curtis. That's um, why I don't like watching uh, Trading Places on regular TV. Right, because you can't see that scene. Yeah. I'm a karate man. Karate man bleed on the inside. When you think of love, um, when he yells out his, uh, when he when he's in, in jail and he thinks he's gonna get beat up and he starts yelling at jail in 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 jail room whatever I forgot what how right. the quote but he's yelling out where he's at so, right. so they come get him. I, I, there's that movie is just that, that's oh a, that's just the Eddie Murphy classic. Yeah, oh, that was his some of his best work. Um, uh, yeah, when he when he sitting in the jacuzzi for the first time, and he starts farting, and he's the, the bubbles, and that's when he starts singing. When you think of love, 
remember when he when he when he was in a limo and the two white men he had the cigars in one hand and, and he drank in the other <laughs> and he leaned up to the limo driver and goes, Hey man, what these dudes a couple of faggots? Uh God, you couldn't do that now. Uh but yeah, trading places. Um You know, I saw Beverly Hills Ninja, but it wasn't memorable enough to me for me to remember anything. I don't remember seeing it. Wow. I don't think but I you saw, saw it. it. I don't think I saw it. Oh, you don't think you saw it? I don't think I saw it. I, I remember seeing like pieces of it. Right. But I don't think I saw the whole movie. Yeah, I, I saw it. I know I saw it, but I just nothing was really memorable for me in that. Favorite scenes from the following TV shows. Seinfeld. You know, dude, I'm gonna tell you, I watch Seinfeld, but I don't watch Seinfeld. I do. Like because I'm a comic, if I ain't got nothing else to do, or maybe I got my, my hero sandwich and the timing is right. I'll stop at Seinfeld, but I'm really watching just because of the comic and as a guy in the funny business, I'm searching for the funny. I, I want to, I, I like researching all kinds of funny, but I don't have a, I'm not a Seinfeld guy like that where I go, man, that moment, that episode, I know most people would say the shrinkage episode. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, no, I, yeah. No, yeah, I remember but, all but the I episodes. Just, you know, yeah. Dude, I, I love Seinfeld and actually there was a, uh, there was an interview with Larry David and he was talking, they were talking about some episode, but he didn't know the episode. He didn't remember. And I was like, oh my God, he doesn't know his own episodes. <laughs> like he wrote these. And now that I do stand up, I understand how you can let something go because it's, right. you, you know, you have to move. But I know those, Tara and I talk right. in Seinfeld quotes a lot of times. Well, that's really, it will like something will come up, but I have my favorite scene. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, and I got to tell you, I got to set it up a little bit though. It's the one where George, uh, is unemployed and he's saying that he's going to work at, uh, Vandalay Industries, which is a latex and it's a latex factory. And, uh, so he gives Jerry's number to the girl, to the woman at unemployment. Mm-hmm. And he tells Jerry, uh, that, you know, he has to answer Vandalay Industries and that he's considering hiring for a job. And, and Jerry's like, for what? And he goes for latex sales. And then I remember this episode, yeah. but I don't remember it. So he goes through this whole thing and Jerry's like, I don't think so. Like, I'm not going to, so there's, I, this is why that I liked it so much because it's all set up so well. And the details in a half an hour show to get these details right. right. So Jerry has to leave. He goes out of the building. Uh, George is in the bathroom and the phone rings and Kramer has just come in and sat down next to Elaine and the phone rings and it's the lady and she, and, and Kramer answers. He goes, what Vandalay Industries? No, no, no. You're way off you know, the number. And you hear, you see George come running out of the bathroom with his pants down with just his underwear on going, say Vandalay, say Vandalay. Right. And Elaine's saying Van, and he's who's, and He's laying on the floor. They hang up the phone, and George knows that his whole plan was blown. He's laying on the floor with his pants around his ankles, but his underwear on. He's just laying spread out like that. And then the perspective is Jerry's walks in. You see Jerry walk in, and the perspective is from Jerry Seinfeld. He's looking down at George laying on the floor like that, and he goes, and you want to be my latex salesman? And the whole scene, though, is created so well that that is the funniest and my favorite episode, the way that it all in such a short amount of time, they told a great story. And I love it. I, Seinfeld is still one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, no, listen, man, I've I've watched it at times and liked it. Um, but, you know, it ain't my... It ain't my. And I always wanted to live in New York, and New York is where this took place. So it was, it right. was, it was a great show to me. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Come on, man, the, the why he don't want me scene. Oh. The dramatic scene with Ben Vereen, and Will Smith had to, you know... And I don't 
<laughs> Why don't he want me, man? That was good, man. It was a really good. That's when he, when you knew what kind of actor that dude was. Yeah, here's my problem with Will Smith. Uh, and back in the TV days and Fresh Prince, I always felt like comedically he was trying to be either Martin or Eddie Murphy. A lot of his antics were very Martinish or very Eddie Murphy. I never knew who he was because I don't think I think he always had a funny personality. Yeah. Because when you look at his videos as a kid, parents just don't understand. Uh, I fought Mike Tyson. Videos were always funny. He was just a funny rapper. He was a funny personality. Um, But I felt like when the pressure was on and it was time for him to carry a show, he carried it being Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. But that's why he's an actor, not a comedian. There's, okay. a, there's a quote where like comedians uh, are always trying to find out who they are, right? And actors are want to be anybody else but who they are. That's a great quote. Yeah, but but I'm just saying if I'm in the business of comedy and your job is to make me laugh, but he's not a comedian. He's I, a comic I, I, actor. I, I, well, then that's why I'm bittersweet with it. Yeah, I get because you. he's a talented dude. And I recognize his talent, but it's like nigga, you you you. You, you're building a career and making money off this thing called comedy, and there are actual comics out there with personalities and points of views that do this. And you, you know, you got a hit show being somebody else, being two different motherfuckers. But whatever. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and his last one was Home Improvement. Nigga, please. You know, I don't know. Watch no goddamn Home Improvement. I watched some Home Improvement because they were on the uh, on the reruns. Yeah, but the only reason I tuned into Home Improvement really the is mom. I, no, what? Pam Anderson when she was at her when she was she was on that she was the first Tool Time girl. Really? When she was younger, before she got she had all, the fake tits. Not yet. She had she had normal. She was she was a good looking girl. Well, then that brings us to his next question: Who do y'all think make a better lover between Halle Berry, Pamela Anderson? Scarlett Johansson. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I think it's a toss-up between Hallie and Scarlett. Something about Scarlett is just sultry to me. That That's too easy to say it that way. Yeah? Yeah. Who do you think? I would agree with what you just said, but, oh, okay. but you have to pick one of those. Two. Oh. Um, I got to go with Hallie, though. The way she fucked that white man in Monsters Ball, nigga. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. And Pamela Anderson, you know, I mean, take away the lips, the tits. What really is there? Well, you can take them away because those are been added on anyway. I know, but, I mean, when she was at her peak, Pamela Anderishnessness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. But she's, she's, she's as much fun as any other white girl with fake tits. From Canada. Is she from Canada? Yeah, she's Canadian. So. Sorry. Sorry. So, um, I'm going with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I, you know why, though? Why the white guy got to go with the white girl yeah. and the brother got to go with the sister? I want, I, I'm going to be really, uh, I'm going to get hate mail for this, too. I want age. You want age? I went with age. She's the youngest. Okay, Hallie in a prime. Oh, prime? Yeah. I heard Hallie's mean, though. That's what I heard in real life. <sighs> No, like she just doesn't have a nice personality. That's what I heard. Uh, She's also, you know, there's some incidents that back those claims up. Yeah. Fuck it. Give me that mean pussy then. Um, 
Patrice on the Black Phillips show. I'm gonna tell you something, man. I I I I wanted to, but I cannot invest in Patrice on on the Black Phillips show. And here's why: there's a comic that he's with on that show. His name is Dante. Um, Dante. It, I, first of all, this nigga's physical appearance throws you. This nigga's like six foot tall, but he's built half biker, half pirate. Uh, do you know who Dante is? No. This nigga out of New York. He's one of them niggas where he clearly rides a Harley. Bald, gang of tattoos. He got all, like, each finger has two silver rings on each on each finger. A lot of silver, a lot of fucking the big earrings where you... The, the, the gauges. The, the gauges, you know, fucking certain kinds of necklaces. He's a biker type, but he also looks like a pirate. And... He would always piggyback on everything Patrice said as though he was saying it. And, you know, again, Patrice to be a big, fat, ugly nigga, but with that kind of game and intelligence was remarkable. And I always felt like when I listened to Dante, he was trying to ride off that and act like he had the same abilities, which I went, first of all, physically, nigga, you look insane. Secondly, you're not saying anything different. You, what he would do is he would let Patrice talk, and then towards the end of Patrice's statement, he would quickly jump on and essentially say the same shit. And it would drive me fucking nuts. I would be like, dude, I would be listening, and while I'm listening, going, yo, shut the fuck up in my hotel room. Let Patrice talk, nigga. And then Patrice was on the show with him and abroad. And I didn't like the broad either. That's why I loved him on Opie and Anthony, because him and Anthony had that perfect mwah. both were racist Anthony proudly to his core Anthony did impressions he was funny him and Patrice bounced off each other with perfection Dante would annoy me with that shit let me show you what I'm, what I'm talking about like Andy um, talk about your kids like just finish up like you're finishing a statement about your kids well I have two kids and you know when they're in their well, no, but not yet not yet oh. but just as you're about to be done in the last Seven seconds, give me a thumbs up visually. Okay. But while you're talking, it's right when you're about to be done. Put your thumb up. Let me know you're about to be done. I have two kids, both boys. And the thing about boys, that it, to me, is the best I can relate to them. And that's why I think we have such a good relationship. Because when you have a good relationship, that's why you relate to them. <laughs> so whatever Patrice was talking about in terms of women, yeah, ladies, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do that. Towards the end, Dante would just jump on and go, and blah, blah, blah. And then when you do that, then, like he said, your, your, your man would know. And it would drive me fucking nuts. Like, shut the fuck up, nigga. So it was almost like he had a hype guy, but was trying yes. to sound intelligent. But was trying to be, nigga, I play lead too. Nah, nigga, you play uh, piano, guitar. <laughs> when the two things was together, nigga. Get over there. And the nigga, again... It was like he had the Buster Rhymes body. Like, Buster Rhymes is the most in-shape fat nigga I've ever seen. Nigga, either be in shape <laughs> and be brolic and diesel or be a fat slob. Nigga, don't be... Nigga, you got muscles that are fat, but they muscles. It was, he was a, Dante is a weird-looking nigga. That's why when I would hear... And listen, when you would hear him talk, very, very uh, smooth, very radio-friendly, very, when you hear him talk, you, you, you picture a, a, a sexy nigga in your head. You picture a fucking, you know, soap opera star. That nigga looks insane in person. He, he's so <laughs> thickly built. 
He waddles when he walks. It's terrible. So there's that. So it, it, when you started naming names right now, when you said mm-hmm. that, and you said Dante, and you just said it right away, that reminded me of Seinfeld episode, though, when uh, they named names. And it's the one where uh, uh, it's through a Chinese restaurant, and it had to do with the but with see, them getting and, in. Yeah. Right. Well, getting in and, and, and then, well, it's about delivery. Anyway, it's not important. I'm not going to tell you the joke. But right. like everything to me in Seinfeld when we're having a regular conversation, I hear something from uh, Seinfeld. Right. So anyway, just bringing that back up because we were talking about it. Is that the end of his email? Yeah. Because you, you brought up something in there that I have an email from uh, Autobot Prime on mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked you this question, and I think you might have read this too because I think he sent it to both of us. Uh, I've been curious to ask Aries, how do you feel about Anthony Cumia using the N-word so freely around Patrice? I was thinking about that after listening to the podcast. Sometimes I might even been funny, but at other times I feel that he needed to get checked. Not at all. I loved it. I loved it because, because they both knew what they were doing. It was in the context of comedy, which I'll never censor a white person from saying nigga because it's entertainment. And I've said this a million times before. This is no different from when you go see a movie or watch a TV show. But you're talking about strictly in comedy or in comedy. In atten- this is entertainment. You're not talking about at the bar. No, not at the bar. It, when, you, when you're in front of these mics or these mics are in front of you, people are tuning in to be entertained. So for the sake of entertainment and within a certain context, it all makes sense. And they flowed beautifully together. He did not need to be checked. And when he did, Patrice checked him. But he checked them the way he was supposed to check them. Like a comic. Like two dudes talking shit. And listen, theoretically, you could check me. When I go, nigga, hey, I'm uncomfortable with that. It's inappropriate, Aries. Yeah, I, I know that's your spiel, but don't do that. I don't feel right. And then I'd call you a faggot. <laughs> so come on, man. So you would double down. I would double down, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is from Yissa, Issa for short, spelled Y-S-A, Yesita's Fobs. What do you mean you don't like BJs? You're literally the first man I heard, but you like other freaky shit most men don't want, so I'm going to leave that alone. There are good women and men out there, and when, and that, when oh goodness, there are good women and men out there that when out are still well behaved but why can't a woman compliment someone of the opposite sex celebrity or not one thing is you have double standards and some written rules that don't make it right to be honest that's where you're going to lose women listeners i personally can just agree to disagree with you on your sexist and super old povs because i guess i'm not as sensitive i don't take it as you not seeing us as equal just old school little closed minded definitely bring Kyla back to set you straight keep up the good work regarding your health it'll be worth it in the end Issa um yeah baby I you know I don't I'm not big on blowjobs you know give me enough to get me started and let's get to the real shit um you know to each his own mama uh and absolutely absolutely um Yeah, she can compliment. I, I didn't say she couldn't, but you got to be careful because you hoes is tricky. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all tricky. Y'all think y'all 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 not being slick. And I'm telling you, I've 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 been around long enough and done it long enough to where girls be with their men. And I know again, I know they not gonna cheat on a dude. I know they ain't gonna try to sneak away to fuck me or give me their number. But they want me to know. They want me to know. And and you know, it's just while that's good for me, while that make me feel good, I'm looking at him like nigga, you oh man. It's a little bit disrespectful. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying completely, but what about her side where it's one-sided how you feel about how women have to be maintain this level of respect for their man, but a, a, a man in your world is allowed to go out and, and do plumbing wherever he needs to do plumbing at? Because um, you can't stop a man from doing his occupation. And if plumbing is what he do, let the nigga plumb. You know, more women have affairs than men. I hear that. But you, I, 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 I tack that up to there's a lot of disappointed women out there. Yeah, well, there's a lot. If, of- if a lot of niggas was doing a better job at plumbing, then bitches wouldn't need to get their drains fixed. <laughs> That's how we sum that up. Uh... uh. Um, I just, I, I just heard like a another two hundred women just turn off their podcast. <laughs> you heard a, uh, would you be on the phone and somebody hang up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Uh, this one is from. Uh, I can't wait to read this one. Oh, is this from who? I think this is the other one from Farrah Wright. Let me just see. Yeah, this is the one, and then she brings in the second one. Okay, so here we go. Uh, from Farrah. Right. Aries and Andy, hello. First off, your podcast, your podcast, and Godfrey We Trust and the Joe Button podcast are my new addictions. I can't get enough. I love your point of view on non-PC and your non-PC approach to various topics. Second, I would love to hear an episode where you both discuss your all-time favorite TV shows and not some bullshit online list, but what you both actually think of the greatest TV shows of all time. My top with... my top three would be, and before I read your list, sweetie, we have discussed this. You might be coming to the podcast late, so you have to finish, you know, you got to catch up. But I know I've said this on the show before, and your list happens to be two two things out of your three I, I are on my list. Uh, she goes, Sex in the City, Breaking, Brad, Breaking Bad, and The Sopranos. Listen, I could fill up the rest of this podcast time with just talking about them two shows. Sex in the City and Sopranos. But, but, but because I've covered it, I won't. But I'll give you the cliff notes. Sopranos, best shit ever made. Best shit ever made. Here's my list. My three. Sopranos, Sex in the City, and Power. Um, I always thought The Wire was a bit overrated. Here come all the black folks. Nigga, you crazy. What? This nigga bugging. Because I've heard it before. <laughs> the Wire to me, at times, I, 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 it kept me. At times, I could have gave a fuck. At times, I looked at my watch. The Sopranos, Sex in the City is the only three shows that from the time that motherfucker come on to the time it go off, I'm glued. There isn't a weak spot anywhere. The only, the only things I didn't like about the Sopranos was when they did the dream sequences. When they did the dream sequences, they lost me. But, and I think that might have been 
four episodes out of the whole six-year series. You didn't think that there was a lot of shows that were just set up for the future shows? What do you mean? That there were just storylines that they were setting up for the through future. the dream sequences. Not only through the dream dream sequences, but just like some shows were just little tidbits. Absolutely. About- My point is, The Sopranos did that and was flawless. Okay. The whole way, except for the dream sequences. Sex in the City, not a fucking dull episode ever. Power, not a dull episode ever. My three favorite shows. Yours. I don't have three favorite shows, man. Oh, come on, Jew boy. I really don't. I'd put Seinfeld. You just said Seinfeld. I know. I, I, I was just going to say I'd put Seinfeld in there. But you don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm? I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. You ain't a favorite? I like All in the Family. Right. But that's going to be old for a lot of people, and it's something you couldn't discuss right now uh, on TV. Um, Sopranos, I thought, was was a geniusly done show. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a de- definitely a new take on, on Mob. Um, again, uh, the uh, what was the other one that she had on there? The, Breaking for, Bad. That, I, I, I never got into that. It was really good. It was really, it was really good. But you know what? I, I actually, I, I powered through it. I watched. Uh, oh shit, no, I'm not even gonna remember. See, this is where I'm. I like television. I like movies. Yeah. So to have like a top three, it's really weird for me. I, I don't think I have a top three. Really? Uh, but I watched. Uh, Mad Men, and I powered mm. through that all in. Uh, you do have a top. Well, you got you nigga. You stuck with uh, the Deuce. I stuck through the Deuce. I like movies. I like watching. T- right. I like shows. So to have a top three, I think there's really. Uh, I just I enjoy. Um, I enjoy movies and I enjoy television. So I, I don't really have a top three. Seinfeld affects me more in my daily life than any other show. So I would I would put Seinfeld up there. I told Andy to check out the show, which I was very curious about because I keep seeing the previews on Epics, The Godfather of Harlem really with good. Forrest Whitaker. And and he actually watched the first episode. First two now. I first watched. two. And yeah. I didn't get a chance to, but I'm going to watch it when I get home because it looks juicy. And I want to get into that and see how it is. What did you think of the first two? Uh, really good. And I told you, and I was being really honest about Forrest Whitaker. I think he's great. I, I like him as an actor. I think right. he's great. But he, there's there's a... You know, when you talk about black men having swag, no, none there. No <laughs> and so that I got swag, nigga, so, literally has swag. So for sway. The, so for the uh, for the Godfather of Harlem, he was doing great and his acting is great. And then there was this scene where they, they shoot him from from the back as he's walking away. And, you know, he has that little like that, that weird walk where his toes kind of point out kind of, mm-hmm. and his pant legs just kind of flap. And right. Like, that killed it for you. It, it killed it for me. But then I watched episode two, and he was back on point. He's really good right. in the episode. It just they should they shouldn't film him that way. They shouldn't have filmed that scene that way because right. he just he has a little bit of a goofy walk. Right. I mean the eye. The, the now I feel like shit saying this about it. Forrest Wicker, I think you're a really good actor if you ever end up right. hearing this, and I enjoy watching your movies and all everything you've done. Uh, but if uh, that that eye, they they use it. In, in it in a way that it, it, it feels right like it really feels like it, it everything about it is perfect right. just that one scene where he walked away it it, it it that suspension of disbelief that you need that right. you're trying to watch these it, it brought me into reality i go he walking really <laughs> funny right now right um third i really hope you guys will cover the botham gene amber geiger case which we did on the last episode 
Uh, it's the case involving the, the off-duty white cop. Yeah, we, we got that part. Well, let me not do that. It's the case involving the off-duty white cop who enters and kills an unarmed black man in his own apartment, reportedly while he on the couch eating ice cream. The story engaged, enraged me from the beginning. Can you imagine if he entered her apartment and killed her? He'd be hanging by the testicles on the White House lawn. However... Now to see the verdict and sentencing procedures and to see black women, the judge and the bailiff hug and console this racist murderer. And yes, she is a racist, Andy. I like how she went after me on that. Google the text messages they read over in court. Brings me to a level of rage Sam Jackson had in a time to kill. Yes, she deserves to be buried under the jail and I hope she walks into the wrong cell. Sam Jackson voice. I am tired of the excess sympathy and forgiveness my black people are so quick to express. It takes nothing for a black person to give to forgive a white person. Literally see Dylan Roof and how quickly his his victim's families said, I forgive you. Makes me think of Eddie Murphy Raw when the boyfriend stupidly says, "Okay," after his lady sees reads him for not telling him where she is going. Just giving in and being a doormat, really. I wish we would have more revolutionary in us and less timid. Take the wheel, Jesus. No one seems to get the reality that praying is bullshit. Sweetie, join the motherfucking non-choir. And we seem to be the only ones forgiving while everyone else prepares to go to the front lines for their own. Cops stand up and protect cops. Asians support Asians. Hispanics support Hispanics. Black people support and sympathize for everyone but themselves. It's fucking sad. You notice when she said cops support cops, there wasn't a race in there. It was the cops was the race. That's that's cute. No, I'm, I'm I know, but that's cute. No, I'm just trying to say I know in the earlier that, podcast. I know that's, that's the point that she even made for that's me. That's cute. She nigga. made the point for that's me. That's cute. What you trying said, to do, no, nigga? I'm I'm just saying. All right. Uh, by the way, she uh, when you saying. keep saying that she's racist. Uh, we can say that she's bigoted. Uh, I don't know that she can put uh, keep people from moving ahead, which is technically what racist is, to be a racist. Uh, so I know well, she's a, bigoted right. because of the text messages. So we, we have that established. Racism, I just, I, I, I just kind of getting, I would like to start using the terms correctly so when I speak that I'm speaking in a way that I'm making sense. If you speak truthfully based on facts, you that make sense. That bitch is a bigot. There we go. <laughs> well, we covered that, baby. So let me let me mow on here. Lastly, ugh, Aries, I agree with you on so many things. But when it comes to marriage and relationships, you really grind my gears. I don't like this bitch. Um, I'm married. No, I love you, baby. I've been with my husband for nine years, and we have been married for three years with a five-month-old son. To hear your logic on how men are supposed to be able to roam free and lay dick to any bitch they seem fit is enraging. Enough for me to go grab my husband by the collar and give him that I wish a motherfucker would look <laughs> in my Bernie Mac voice. I wish a motherfucker would look. I wish I did a good Bernie Mac. But sweetie, the way you just said that, grab him by the collar and give him I wish a motherfucker would look. You just made me pre-cum. Um, why even get married if you know you need to fuck around? I am old school, at least on marriage, and I believe that if I am going to dedicate my life to you, use my body to stretch out my vagina and push out your babies, take care of you and your family and inhale those deftly farts you mentioned, I can at least get respect from you and not have to worry about you giving, you going around fucking other bitch 
fucking around with some other chick. Plus, there's too much herpes, HIV, HPV, etc. out there for me to feel comfortable with my man going around spreading cock around like cream cheese. I love when I read that I died spread cock around like cream cheese. I can hear you saying, oh, she's just thinking like a female. Well, if it's the pussy fits, so be it. And I expect that if we are going to share the rest of our lives together, you can get your fuck demons out before you marry me and actually respect our union. Plus, your theory on the man being able to cheat, but the woman not always confuses me because I think back to the Sopranos when Tony spotted Jackie Jr. in the bada bing face buried in a bing girl's chest. He beat the brakes off him for stepping out on Meadow, yet he was fucking around on Carmella, which brings me to the question of what would you expect from your two daughters, Aries, in respect to what they tolerate from their partner? Would you be okay with seeing your oldest daughter's mate out with another person? Absolutely not. If I did, if it did bother you, would that make you a hypocrite? Yes. I guess I will never get the double standard and that's not saying the woman should go cheat too, but why should she deal with that? And what type of example does that reflect upon the children? Okay. Uh, is it one of the f- facets of marriage to grow a healthy, stable family where the children see the parents love and respect each other? I end this part with the Sopranos. I believe the very last season, Tony goes to cheat on, cheat with that one chick, Juliana Marga something. I can't remember. Margulies. Yes. I can't remember to spell her last name. And damn it, I'm on a roll. So fuck it. As homegirl Julie is unbuttoning Tony's shirt, he starts thinking of Carmella buttoning the same shirt and all the type of shit she put up with, put, put up with, put up with and went through, especially after Uncle June shoots Tony. He stops her and leaves her because he realizes what he has. That arc for me was one of Tony's most char- most major character arcs. Oh my God. Let me address okay, let me let me address that first. Let me go back. Absolutely, I would be upset. Absolutely, I'm a hypocrite. I never denounced any of those things. It be what it be, baby. <laughs> it be what it be. And let me tell you something. Every woman I have fucked, um, where she's cheating on her man, that's a lack of fatherhood. If the father is there and he puts her up on game and he's the pimp for his daughter that he should be, she will know what to tolerate and what not to tolerate. I would tell my daughter immediately, don't ever let a nigga cheat on you. If he cheat on you, lead a motherfucker. Yeah, it's a goddamn double standard. It's mafia rules. No kid, no women, no kids. It's my daughter. That's different. I don't fuck my daughter. My girl and my daughter, two different species. I don't fuck my daughter. I got to look after my daughter. That's daddy's little girl. You goddamn right it's a double standard. You goddamn right I wouldn't like it. Them be the rules to the game. You want in? Put your chips at the center table. Let's go. It's Vegas. You know what the fuck you getting into. You beat the house, you beat the house. You lose, you lose. But you know what it is. Fuck that. Uh-uh. And, and, for your, and, and incidentally, if you remember... In that episode with Juliana, how you say that? Margulies. Margulies. He didn't want to fuck her at first. He did stop. But later on, he goes back to fuck her. The only reason she doesn't fuck him is because, one, she was mad he rejected her. And two, was because she started fucking with Christopher. She started fucking with Christopher. 
But Tony definitely tried to fuck her again. Tony is who he was. You are who you are. You are who you are in this world. Temper like your father. You are who you are. There's no escaping it. So, you know, I don't know what you want me to tell you, sugar plum. But yeah, it's a double standard. The same way it's a double standard how women get to do shit, men can't. Because you're women. There's double standards for you broads all the time. Huh? Hello? You there? Come on, man. It's socially unacceptable for men to get away with certain shit with doing the women than vice versa. Why? Because you're women. So why can't it work the other way? Why can't we lay the pipe and spread the cream cheese as our dick is the butter knife the way we see fit? Because we're men. You want us to buy into you getting away with shit because you broads, you got to buy into us getting away with shit because we're dudes. This message has been brought to you by Steak of Meat Sandwiches, All Things Mail, Carbonated Carb-Filled Beer, and fucking Stogie Cigars. It wasn't brought to you by uh, Philadelphia Cream Cheese? Nah, nigga, this was brought to us <laughs> by Pure Heart Attack Butter. Are, are you still in on her? Because I have to fix something before please, we leave her. Please, please. Uh, because she brought up that she is a racist thing, and then I and then I said the bigoted thing, and right. I was talking generally. Uh, I got to say, because then I said, can she uh, suppress something? She was a cop, so she she could be a racist. So I, I want to fix that before oh, I get all okay. the letters. I, I didn't want to get all the letters and emails going, motherfucker, she's racist. She did. She could suppress. She did suppress. Yeah. Not only could she suppress, she suppressed one dude for the rest of forever. So okay. so r- racist. So, so um, I apologize to anybody that freaked out on me. Uh, now you can go back to your regular scheduled program. There we go. Lastly, Andy, you once made a point about a biracial child, one born from a white man and a black woman would be overtaken by the white father's culture, and I totally disagree with you. I totally didn't say that either. You didn't with Tim? No, I did. Go ahead, and I'll explain what I said. I am African-American with a Jamaican mother, and my husband is white, like small-town Portland hipster type. And our child gets sung Three Little Birds by Bob Marley Knightley, and his first taste of solid food was peas and rice. My son will for damn sure know his black side. Wu-Tang, bitch. Anyways... Thank you so much for the amazing content. I always look forward to Wednesday folding cloth diapers and listening to you two talk. Shit is my new favorite pastime. Keep up the good work. Fold them goddamn my goddamn boxes, woman. And, and when you do the laundry, watch them semen stains out that don't belong to another woman, to you. That's other bitches' semen on my inner thigh or the, or the, or the fucking uh, boxer. Wash them. Suck out the stains. No, I love you, baby. You know, I'm giving you shit. Um, well, I, I got I to gotta answer okay, also, question. Also, please come back to the Portland area. I love to make your set a date night for my husband and I. Peace and hair grease. Ferrara. Ferra. We're going to be out in, where are we at? I don't Tacoma? know. Tacoma? Yeah, Tacoma. That ain't Portland. No, it's not Portland. Then we're in, in yeah. Sacramento. So we're right around there, but not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what she said, what I said, she said that I said the uh, white culture, mm-hmm. the white man culture was going to overtake. The mm-hmm. No, I said his lack of culture to the what black culture is, is not going to be integrated from a black male to the children. That's what I said. When the black athlete did the black and yeah. the white, when the big black buck. Breeds with another black female buck. They get that's why they get the higher thighs and the bigger buttocks. But uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to a couple of your points that you true that you are 
that you put in there and so that I can explain myself a little bit more clear because obviously you didn't understand or I didn't explain it right what I was saying. I just felt that there was a lack of of the male uh, experience. And you said white culture. What, what can you you might want to give me what that what that, what that culture is, because uh, that is just being here, that culture I'm talking about. You can get that being anyone. I'm just saying that a white dude doesn't isn't going to pass on the black culture to his kid. Now, the mom, which you just said would, and makes a lot of sense because in the Jewish culture, the the woman being Jewish is how you become Jewish. You, you don't get the Jew from the man. You get it from the female. The female is the caregiver and the raiser. I understand what you're saying. I was saying from my point of view as a white dude going to a black woman's house that I was uh, – I was looked at differently than I feel when a black man brings a white girl home. It is different. As Aries was just saying about his daughter, you protect your daughter. And uh, that, as a white guy coming over to a black house, a black person's house, culturally, it's it's just different. And that's how I feel about it. I felt that, and I'm a little older, so I'm from, uh, that happened during the 80s. And I felt there was a little uncomfortability with having my white ass at that house. How's that? Does that make more sense that way? Well, um, you know, do you feel you satisfied what she was looking for? I don't think the family was happy with me being there. I'm not talking about her. Right. Okay. Because uh, I, I, I think you do look at when someone brings someone home, you look at the bigger picture. Like, who is this person? What is this person here? Why is he with my daughter? Why? What does this white dude want from this girl? Does he want to be with her because he wants to be? He likes her. Does he have like some black thing? The 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 what 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 was uh, the the what was the movie? Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. Right. Uh, what wh- what's the reasoning? What's the reasoning behind it? When a white girl comes over, yeah, the mom may have those feelings, but I I see black dudes when they're with white women and they think that they want a prize. I've been around white women. You didn't win no prize. I but I've never seen that same situation occur when it's a white dude with a black woman that same way and actually tim and i were hanging out this last week and i explained to him a story that happened between uh some players from the u of a basketball team and one of the dudes was white and he was dating one of the black guy's sister and that turned into a fight on a dance floor it was a racial yeah because so it is different when it's the white dude because the white the white dude is the Historically, the white dude was the problem, not the hey, white woman. Hey, nigga, get your hands off the white woman. There we go. <laughs> uh, I couldn't have said it better, and I couldn't say it at all. <laughs> this was the second part of her thing. One last thing I forgot to mention in the last email. Uh, the greatest and most underrated Quentin Tarantino film, according to me, is Jackie Brown. From the stellar acting, damn, Sam Jackson is good, to the superb soundtrack. And then she lists, oh, I guess... Uh, our favorite Tarantino movies, Jackie Brown, True Romance. He made True Romance? No, he didn't. Did he direct it? Did, oh, oh, didn't direct, but I believe he wrote it. He might have. I know Man, that he had some involvement yeah. in there, but I don't know what it was. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bills 1 and 2. And then at the bottom, Haven't Seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Don't. That movie is fecal doo-doo, nigga. Some people really love that movie. That movie stunk. I don't understand what the big fucking deal. I walked out that bitch. 
And I don't ever walk out of a movie. I thought that it was an was interesting a movie. Snoozer. I, I don't recommend it, but I would watch it. Uh, I think that's Tarantino's worst movie ever. Um, yeah, I like Tarantino, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm not a buff where I got to go, oh, this one first and this one second. They all kind of, they're very all Tarantino-ish. Um, Except for? Django? No, the one that you just mentioned. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, and, I, and I like Django. I actually want to see it again for the second time, for the first time. Um, Jackie Brown was cool. It was cool. Do you think Pam Grewer was at her best, though, there? Acting-wise? No, no. No, you don't mean physically. Yeah. No. Right. And I, she was at her best in, when she was on a prime. That's what I'm talking about. So when I kept relating her to that movie, it was good. Right. But, but you went into that movie looking for that? No. I'm just saying I saw that. Right. That's part of what I saw. Yeah. Her, she was like somebody I looked at differently when I was young than I looked right. at in that movie. Okay. Um, the movie was, I thought, well acted. I don't think the story is the greatest I, story. I, I, it was all right. You know? I think the most memorable part in that movie to me was Chris Tucker. Remember when Sam Jackson kept trying to get him to get in the oh, trunk? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he refused and finally get in the trunk and he took him like 10 steps away and shot him? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Uh, thank you, though, Farrah. Uh, you know, all jokes aside, sweetie, I love you. I hear you. Um, Do you have a favorite Tarantino movie, though, at all? Uh, I'm supposed to say Pulp Fiction. Are you? I guess so. Um... Here's some. Well, I, is that in another pot? Is it another email? Let me let me see. It couldn't have been Django. Django was cool. I, you know what? I gotta see Django again. Django is one of those where I saw it, but then I I've seen it on TV, not the whole thing, but in spots, and I'm getting reinterested in it. I, I'm like, do I gotta watch this again? Reservoir Dogs is still. I I it, it blew me away. Yeah, I think I gotta watch all his movies again. Maybe they're, they're cool, you okay. know. And that what was that one thing he did? The eight things, the eight. Oh, the hateful eight. Yeah, that was. Sometimes in his movies, I'm just waiting for the payoff, because he has some good payoffs. He has good payoffs. There's the scene in Django though where, uh, I think it's when he shoots the was it the 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 woman the mm-hmm. the wife, mm-hmm. and I love how he shot her, but they put a like a a rope on her. They, and they pulled her so like right. so it's, it's supposed to look like the gunfire but he does something I like when he does over exaggerated things right. and so she just was she was there the gunfire goes off and then she's just like pulled out of the, the room like right. it blew her out little things like that I like well speaking it. of Tarantino and since we brought it up Pulp Fiction um, here's some movie trivia for you kids what Mad TV cast member was in the most popular most famous scene in Pulp Fiction do you know Andy No. Phil Lamar. What scene? He's the one in, when, remember when they go, Royale with cheese? Yeah. He's the nigga in the corner. Oh, that's right. That they eventually blow his, his brains, brains out. In, the, in the car. No, and I read something interesting about him on that scene, too, right. is that uh, that's not how the scene was supposed to go. No? No. Actually, and it's it, it, it it's Phil Lamar's, right? Yeah, it's 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 something that he he wrote about. I read about it just right. recently. He uh, and I don't know why I didn't remember this. It was supposed to be when John Travolta has the gun and he's talking to him. He's supposed to shoot him in the throat, mm. and he lives, but he's screaming and blood's going all over the place. So they actually kill him. 
Right. And his point was, if they kill him, they lose their likability because they shot him in the throat, and then instead of trying to save him, they kill him, and so that he won't, they won't have that likability through the rest of the show. Right. Tarantino agreed, and so the idea was to accidentally just blow his head off, and that all came from him. Really? Yeah. Wow. There. See, we both had trivia. Well, okay. We both had trivia. We both had trivia. <laughs> Funny, ironic that you knew how a nigga dies. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that scene is just... Mm, can I have some of your beverage to wash down this tasty burger? Look at the big fucking brain on Brad. Say what? Say what again? What ain't no country I've ever heard of? What does Mr. Wallace look like? Does he look like a bitch? No. Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And Mr. Wallace don't like to be fucked by nobody but Mrs. Wallace. God damn. That's Sam Jackson at his fucking best. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, pa, 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 pa. Dude, I would love it if Quentin Tarantino would do Hamlet. Hamlet? Is it Hamlet? No, no. Uh, to be or not to be? What is that? That's Hamlet. To be or Shakespeare? Shakespeare. But Shakespeare. Yeah. But isn't that Hamlet to play Hamlet? Is it? We, could, we both could be right. And I would like to see Samuel L. Jackson play that character. Really? All those long soliloquies, but in a Samuel L. Oh, Jackson. Man, I wish I knew some of them so I can put some flair on it. Oh, man, that would be so To good. be or not to be, motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is from Ricky, Rick Harrow. Um, just caught up on the last two episodes. The Obama. They can't say that. On the email episode, spoke to my soul. I feel you a thousand percent on it. Much love and respect. By the way, a Spanish way of saying my nigga is... Dilo Mio or Dilo Mayo. Dilo Mayo. Dilo Mayo. All right. Dilo Mayo. <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> hey, Jay. Dilo Mayo. Okay. Now we know. All right. Um, let's see who this is from. This is from, I think of another one from Ricky H. Da, 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 da. What's up, Aries? I hope all is well. We are big supporters. We have a podcast show called Vodcast, where we talk to guests about their lives, careers, upcoming projects, and I'd love to invite you to be a guest. Would you be interested? I would love to help promote any projects that you are currently working on. It can all be done in person at location of your choosing, our studio, or via Skype video, and will last 35 minutes. Please let me know if you are interested. Absolutely, I'm interested, but I gotta come on with the Jew. It doesn't make sense. This is not just Spears podcast. This is the Spears and Steinberg podcast. So uh, we'll talk about it, baby. This is from Roman Sneed. What up, niggas? And then he puts in parentheses, Aries and Andy. Loving the show. I've been uh, binging on the podcast while trimming up weed, and I'm almost caught up. Love hearing the race issues and both yours and Andy's views on it. Now to the nitty gritty. I was sitting in a trim circle. Mm. Um, with a bunch of different races. Oh, okay. I thought you. <laughs> uh, having a racial discussion, and I'm not going to lie. Hearing this one white dude was views triggered me, but I kept my cool and didn't get bothered. Then he called me African-American, which really triggered me. And I asked him never to call me that. And he said, is it that what you are, what you are? So I said, let's go with that. The labels white people put on every other race. And I went around the room and said, he's 
Mexican-American, he's Native American, he's Asian-American, I'm African-American. What are you? To which he answered, white. And then said, and then, I then said, so everyone in the room is American but you. This fool lost his shit. Then I asked him the question, why is it white people are only American when they are in a foreign country or their patriotism is on the line? To which he had no answer. I would love to say, to have some insight on this because I don't think it's ever been conveyed that way. Anyways, much love and props on the podcast. Y'all are killing it, especially considering you two do it from the road, whereas most podcasts are held in a studio and that's all they do. What? Uh, so what is this question? Um, why is it white people are only American when they're in a foreign country or their patriotism is on the line. Because Americans are arrogant, nigga. Particularly white Americans. You know, we, we, you know, for a long time, and I don't want to, I hope I don't uh, turn off any white listeners, but I think you guys know me enough and know this podcast enough now to know where my heart really lies. But if we're being truthful, for a long time, niggas had to fight to not be second-class citizens. So when I say that, about the arrogance, particularly coming from white Americans, there's some truth to that. Um, you know, everywhere we go, we want motherfuckers to know, USA, USA. And, you know, our patriotism, we bleed red, white, and blue when we're not at home because we're the greatest country in the world. Anything is possible in America. Bring us your tired, your hungry, your weak, and however the rest of that shit goes. Um, yeah, man, we, you know, we, da, 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 da. so, you know, we, motherfuckers is arrogant. Americans are arrogant. White Americans are very arrogant. You know, you're supposed to know everything about us, but we don't have to know shit about you. That's why. I think it's because in general, Americans are idiots. That too. Uh, honestly. and That it, too. And it's not just being idiots by choice. Some of it is. Some of it is, but I'm going to, I, I have an explanation for this. First of all, we're all only Americans. I never understood why people would call themselves African-American, Mexican-American. Um, we're all immigrants. Asian, we're, this, that's the whole point. We're the melting pot. We're supposed to all be here. Well, then why don't we just say we're all immigrant Americans? Why can't we just, just be Americans? Why do we have to put any kind of when you go to when you go to Italy, you're and you you're born there, you're Italian, right? Yeah. When you go to Spain, you're Spanish, right? Spaniard, Spanish, yeah. You're Spanish. Okay, so and when you go to England, you're British or whatever. You, yeah. This is America. You're born here. You're raised here. Right. You're American. Yeah, but we've been reminded by so many of them that we're not. But this is how stupid this is in America. I was on a plane coming back from another country. And we, you have to do your passport. You know, we have to, you, you, you have to fill out that paperwork when you're right. coming back. And do you know how Americans have to be reminded to put American because they think they're Italian or they think that they're uh, Irish or they think they're you're American. Right. That's all we are. We're Americans. Right. And I never understood the point of this whole division. No, I, I, there's, there's no point in it, though. It's, it's it doesn't get us any. Not only doesn't it get us anywhere. The point of being in your country and to have your your love for your country is because you are that. Whether you, if you love your country because you're France and you're Parisian, then that's because that's where you're from and that's where you you came from. And when you're American, you're American. That's it's you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think it's 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 paying homage to both, like 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 
if you're Mexican, be proud to be Mexican. Don't deny your heritage. You are a Mexican, but you're also an American. You're a Mexican-American. See, I, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I'm not, no, say, no, I'm not no, saying no, you're and, wrong. No, no. I'm and, just saying, like, that's when boxers come into the ring and they got both flags. Yeah. You know, I am, I am Mexican. I, I want you to know I'm proud of who I am, but I'm also an American. But the way that I see it, the, the only reason I say it this way is because if, if you go, okay, so you're, you're a boxer. You just said the boxing. So you go to the Olympics representing your country. Do you bring both flags if you're from two different places? No. You bring the flag from the place. Right. Here, I, I understand what you're saying, but this is a melting pot. And the thing that we should be proud of, and the reason we have racism here is because there's people that aren't proud to be in this melting pot. They need to be reminded that that's what this fucking place is. And Those are called terrorists. We're going to kill you. We're not proud to be here. We just want to learn to fry plane to kill you. When you eat Taco Tuesday, you eat fucking Mexico. You eat Mexicans. You eat you eat what we are. Right. But and when you eat pasta, you eat fucking Italy. And when you eat whatever you eat, whatever you're taking in, you're ingesting. You're ingesting this country as it has melted into who we are. And, and to, to to keep dividing us this way doesn't make any sense. Well, when you bring up the Olympics. When Hakeem Olajuwon plays for the Houston Rockets, and Hakeem Olajuwon is American, right? Right, he's American. He's playing for the he's playing for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. That's his team. He's representing his team. He's representing the city of Houston, the state of Texas. Yeah. But when the Olympics come around and Team USA gets ready to play where he's from, he goes to play for that team. Well, then, so is he any less American, or is that what he is? When Dirk Nowitzki goes to represent the German team, he's German. He's not American. If he takes, he's not German American. No, he's German. He's from Germany. He's a real German dude playing in. in so he don't claim to be German American. No, because he's not American. He's a. You heard him say that. He's a German. He plays on the. German I know team, what you're lives saying. Lives in Germany, has a home here. This place provides him with a being able to do all of that, but he's German. So you don't you 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 don't think he claims himself American? I don't think so. How about Tony Parker? He's France. When he goes to play for the French team. Where does he live? Where is his, where, where's his, how about this? Both places. Okay, let's have a war. America against France. Which side are you going to go to? Well, we. That's who you are. We kick the shit out of them just because they. But that's. They, they fight with Chris. Why, why is everybody else a country and we're like splinters of, of. Because you just said it. We're a melting pot. But then we need to fucking just get into this and melt. Mm. I, I, I never understood this. I never understood this because, for, for, for instance, you asked me, and, and I want to talk more about this, but this is, our pod, this is supposed to be our uh, email podcast. You asked me what, it's, what it is to be Mexican. Like, what, what, what do I do that's uniquely Mexican? Well, I live here. I live in this country. And to be honest, this country has a lot of Mexican traits. And I truly had to think about this for a while because when – the Louisiana purchase happened, and we got Texas and Louisiana, all these areas, all, all this, all this property. There was Mexicans living there from Mexico. California, the old map, is Mexicans. Is, is Mexico is California. When we, when we, when, when the lines got drawn, it's not like Mexicans went, oh, well, we, we got to go home. We got to. That's our home now. We, they moved the line. We got to go over here. We were, those people were absorbed into this country and created the culture that's in this country. 
and it goes to, again, what is the culture of this country? And it's all these cultures blended together. And again, as I said, that's why the only original culture that r- was American, truly American, is black culture. Because it was the only one that was rooted here in this country. Everything came from Europe. It came from Mexico. It came from other places. The only one that came from here is black culture. It didn't come from here. It was brought here. Well, it wasn't brought here because you were stripped of culture. Black. I know, but I'm just saying it was. In, in so what, it was rerooted and we regrown. Pl- we were planted here. That's that's honestly that's the perfect way to say it right. because if you're planted here, and to means, which we 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 sprouted seeds and everything grew and grew and grew a new culture from nigger roots. Okay. So, what is it? What is it to be American? It's to, it's to to me it would be to embrace all these cultures, black culture, American culture. Uh, is black culture, American culture, is Mexican culture, it's Chinese culture, it's everything that's been brought here. The Irish, We celebrate St. Paddy's Day. Do you, do you need to be Irish to celebrate St. Paddy's Day? Not Cinco, if there's drinking involved. Cinco de Mayo isn't even a real holiday it's in Mexico. It's reason to drink. These are American traditions. We are What's American. more American than getting wasted? Well, that wasn't my point, but yeah. <laughs> Just say it. But that's that's what I don't understand. And so... Again, as someone alluded to, I try to look at not just my side, not my, I don't even try to look at my side. I try to look at it from a place where I'm looking at it and going, okay, this is what it is. This is what we are supposed to be. And in the 250, I don't even know how many, 260 something years, this, we have not figured this out yet. Right. So it's just, it's disappointing to me, but that's who we are. And if we can't that, and we'll eventually figure it out because There'll be a new country that will someday want to come over and kick our ass, and we'll figure out how to be Americans together. And, and, and well, we're Americans when we need to be Americans together. When, when, and unfortunately, it's when we get our asses kicked or at a time of crises and danger is when we get our shit together. And even that only lasts for so long. But that also happens because, and the reason we're this way, is because we are a, such a large country surrounded by another country that's very much similar to America, which is Canada, and then Mexico. These are our only contacts that we really have that are close to us, that we share borders with. Yeah. So it's very, it's very, uh, we don't have to strain to understand other people or be other things. We need to figure our shit out. All right. That's the hour for this email podcast episode. We have another one coming up. Emails, uh, more emails. Uh, so again, Aries Spears, 45 Hotmail, if you want to express yourself, get shit off your chest, have me read it on the podcast. Patreon, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Aries Spears, do the following. Let's make some noise, y'all. Andy, Love y'all. AndyComedy.com, all my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Follow us, follow me. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Have, a, have a good day. Can you feel it, baby?